minus 50 seconds. T minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. minus 20 seconds Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. own it own it own it Kong I own it it did women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Happy Friday, y'all. Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the WWT Live Friday edition. We got so much to talk about multitasking with my 50 windows, including stuff about uh, Ronda Rousey. Um, what else? We got we got so much. I'm just going to bring them in because I forgot myself. Um, we have Ella J, fresh off 2000 uh, jobs. And we have the professor also in the building. Um, you want to make the announcement? I know, I know a lot of people follow you on Twitter, but you want to let people know what 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 you're doing. What what's the the next job on the docket for Ella? Um, so my newest job is news writing for Wrestling Inc., which I've done the last two days officially now. So we're <laughs> So we're officially immersed in that. And the rest of my work is basically just extensions of stuff I was already doing. I'll be doing more work with Essie Scoops, WrestleZone, of course, Women's Wrestling Talk here, Capital Championship Wrestling, and a couple of uh, other things. But Ella J is full-time certified in wrestling media now. <laughs> Congratulations. Fantastic. Or, as Xavier would say, I'm sorry. It depends on where, where <laughs> Fair enough. Time will tell, I suppose. Ta right time now, will tell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so funny because um, for you guys who don't know, like my origin story into back into wrestling is because of Austin Creed. And so I told him, like, all this is like a springboard off of like, you know, you. And he's like, mm -hmm. well, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Sometimes it do be like that. Sometimes you're like, mm -hmm. why did we get into this? But for the yeah. most part, you know, like, I'm really, really excited, to be honest. And uh, JD in the chat saying, love seeing the hustle paid off for Absolutely. real. When you have 2,000 jobs, one of them has to come and, like, pay the Kate rest of them. Does so. this as if she doesn't have 2,001 jobs herself. She's Just the queen saying, of including it. Including her own business. So. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, that's why I like people who have so many jobs. Cause they just, we don't, there's no, there's no communication needed. Yeah. There's just an understanding right. that like, you know, work needs to be done. Mm -hmm. um, but speaking of work, we have our very first story. The top rope. <laughs> who has this one? Um, I think, I think we'll go with, um, the lovely Malachi black. I mean, mm -hmm. there's been speculation about, you know, everybody knows the White Rabbit has now officially been revealed as Bray Wyatt. But with speculation leading up to it, there was a couple hints. Even in the one, like, web coding of the one QR code, there was, like, Malachi Black's lyrics. And this is also in the time of uncertainty where Malachi had spec had reported to be granted his conditional release from AEW and people were under the belief that he had been let go. Unfortunately, that later was proven to not be true. He is still under the company now just taking time away. He clarified, but during that time of like uncertainty or people were convinced that he was gone, gone from AEW. A lot of people thought he had been joint would join the Wyatt six faction, which with Bray Wyatt and the white rabbit and all of that. And so WWE had actually had interest in, 
in him and had been rumored to be a part of the faction based around Bray Wyatt, obviously at extreme roles last weekend. We saw like the bunny, we saw the witch, we saw the pig. And so there seems to be um, a good idea of more people will be joining Bray Wyatt. We will officially probably know more tonight as Bray Wyatt returns exclusively to SmackDown, who some of those other characters could be and one of them was almost Malachi Black. However, mm. he has clarified he is still under contract with AEW. He is just still taking time. But what if what if he was almost a part, you know, had he been granted that release? So I feel like he would have fit in really well there. Obviously, they had been teasing in. He kind of fits with the whole vibe, like darker, not like kind of supernatural and all of that that Bray White has going on. And obviously, we'll find out more tonight on SmackDown. But what almost was mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you never really know it's kind of one of those things where um i mean because of social media i, I think now wrestlers and promotions they're getting hip to that it's like mm -hmm. you can't say too much on social media because we all read social media so i mean i i definitely he he i think we talked about this last week he explicitly said he's still with <laughs> aew but right. in other cases it's one of those things where um, are you going to really say you're going to another promotion? Because then that just takes away from the whole surprise. Which is why I think WWE kind of teased that in the lyrics and the coding of the thing. They were kind of maybe leaving fans to like speculate for themselves or have fans mm -hmm. like create great garner more investment and more buzz into it when it was uncertain. But obviously... Uh, Malachi Black has gone to explicitly state that he is still contracted by AEW. However, I feel like that also goes to the scope of what I saw today of WWE just throwing out stories that purposely aren't true to garner mm -hmm. more buzz today. I saw that today. Mm -hmm. That's all. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was one of those. They were purposely throwing us red herrings or like stories that were ended up not being true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We, we saw we're going to actually be uh, talking about. Uh, what well did we put her in the box no she's she's still outside yeah the box. she's not yeah, uh, we're gonna be talking so about that was a lot of reports about her as well um yeah. but yeah we i mean it's a catch-22 we as you know part of the media want to know in order to report yeah. accurately mm -hmm. however mm -hmm. you know nobody really wants i love a good spoiler but no you know the average person doesn't want a spoiler so yeah. you know it's 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 one of those things so you know, we, we do the best that we can with what we have. And then mm -hmm. we also just, unless we hear it from the person themselves, even right. though there are times where they say they're not, and then they just go and do what they said they weren't going to do it with, you mm -hmm. know, but this is, this is where we're just the cog in the wrestling universe. <laughs> um, so, you know, it is and, what it is. And I think that's what made the entire Bray Wyatt promotion and programming campaign so brilliant. You know, the fact that they could throw these other things out there to make you wonder, because initially we weren't sure that it was Bray. Mm -hmm. We had about four or five people that could have fit the bill, mm -hmm. which is ideal. And they really didn't clarify until we got like the night before where they finally just in the last QR code, it said, let him in or let me in yeah. or something like that. And it was like, OK, now we know it's Bray. But mm -hmm. leading up to it, there were theories about so many, which again shows the brilliance of yeah. this. If you can carry cross, Joe Gacy, right. um, yeah. Alistair Black, I'm sure Bliss was reported into a lot of that too for a then while. Dollar's name was yeah. mentioned in there. Like there were a lot of different things. And so it's not, it's not the first time WWE has done things like that, which is cool. I mean, I think it was about 10 years ago when there was the rumor that Sting was really going to come over. And they had the whole promos that were happening that turned out to be The Undertaker. Like, you know, it's it's those kinds of things. So I think it's a brilliant move, um, which, again, just uh, heightens the brilliance of, of what they pulled off with Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I mean, they have to be one step ahead of us, too. So it's yes. like if you're, if you're reporting it all the time, then, you know, mm -hmm. uh, what's, what is JD saying? Sorry, I uh -oh. keep clicking it at the same time you do. <laughs> I, I was hoping the right rep. <laughs> Oh, I mean, he was oh, the um, anonymous raw general manager. That was a plot twist, like ten years. Yeah, ago. that was that was, and <laughs> the son of Vince McMahon. So yes, yeah. that, that is true. Who knew? There, there's there's that. Uh, what do we have next? And shout out to Nikki in the chat as well. Uh, who yeah. Do, who, what do we have next? So we have to dig into the box <laughs> we said we weren't going to dig into, and but it's not really our fault because this gets 
super interesting. So the box is full, but one of the first <laughs> entrants into the box is one nature boy, Ric Flair, the retired, not really retired. Yes, I'm retired. No, I'll never retire. Um, has now been asked if he would actually go back to WWE. Now, of course, he was brought back into at least the welcoming fold when his uh, woo and uh, likeness was actually put back in the intro for WWE television. Mm -hmm. And so he was on his own podcast to be the man, and he was asked whether or not he would go back. And he says he'd love to be a part of the company, but he's not really sure if he really would. Now, this is the real interesting piece of news in all of this. He said that they are actually working on a massive documentary on him that's supposed to air either Thanksgiving week or the week before Christmas. He says it's going to be better than the 30 for 30 on ESPN because, in his words, he made them promise that whatever he would say, he would not edit. And so he said, I'm, I refuse to be edited again. So... WWE, we find out, is apparently working on some sort of documentary on Flair, uh, which could drop either Thanksgiving week or the week before Christmas. But then he's saying, I'm not sure if I'll go back to WWE. Mr. Flair, come on, man. If they're doing a documentary on you, you're going to show back up in WWE at least one time to promote the documentary. Let's just hope uh, spont he just doesn't um, have a spontaneous baby be birthed like we almost had with Lacey Evans. Well, there's the oh baby. There's another match. Like, but I, but no, I, I definitely don't think the match. I don't. No, no, I don't I, think WWE will do a match. Triple H will they, not let that happen. I am yeah, certain that's where that, that insurance cut kicks in. It's like, no, we're I not doing yeah. that. Yeah, I'm certain of that. But, but I do think it, depending on when when Charlotte comes back, I mean, it would mm -hmm. be an interesting uh, interesting story. But reported soon she'll be back. So I mean, everybody's what reported soon means soon. I don't know. Reported soon, Naomi's reported soon, Charlotte's mm -hmm. reported soon. Mm -hmm. The Rock is supposedly coming. We don't. We we honestly don't. We don't. We really don't know. That's what makes it yeah. interesting and topics of conversation. But it's funny mm -hmm. to me when people literally go on. No shade to other podcasts, but they go on like a three-hour tangent on something, and at the end of the day, um, we've just they lost end. three hours. Um, <laughs> right. So, area. <laughs> so, so, at the risk of upsetting some people in the chat, I do want to just ask this one question. Uh -oh. Hey, Casey do do we no. miss Charlotte Flair? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, very much. Where's Nikki at? Nikki, Nikki, yeah, I, yeah. Nikki. I, I, I know. Very I, much. I know. I was gonna <laughs> rough. rough I, I'm not trying to ruffle feathers. I'm just asking a question. Um, if if we miss Charlotte Flair, um, I do. Okay. So, you know what's crazy is I saw that somebody posted a graphic of all the women on SmackDown, and there's 18 of them now. Granted, really? a handful of them are like valets and managers like Zelina, like BFAB hopefully returns to the like ring more. Um, like um what's her name? Maxine. There's a mm -hmm. uh, Scarlet. A handful of them are just like valets, mm -hmm. but honestly, there is no outside of Rhonda and Liv, there is no top talent on SmackDown, and it just feels all like background. Honestly, mm. and so mm. I'm hoping that an influx of Charlotte revamps this division and I, the combination of Charlotte and or Sasha and Naomi. There's just been no drawing power outside of Liv Morgan and unfortunately Ronda Rousey. On honestly, it's just been revolving around them the last few months, excluding the run with Shayna. I, yeah, I, I miss Charlotte Flair before Liv went to SmackDown that that like three month period between charlotte leaving and Liv winning and then going to smackdown honestly was the worst time <laughs> to me anyways uh i'm like i'm looking for so we can get all the names that you said so yeah so Aaliyah, bfab charlotte lacey evans Liv morgan um naomi natalia raquel ronda sasha scarlett Shayna, Shotzi, um, Sonia, Zia Lee, and um, 
Zelina Vega. It's not Liv Morgan slander. I love Liv Morgan. I'm saying Liv Morgan with Liv Morgan was the reason between the period where Liv wasn't there, like between Charlotte leaving after Mania backlash and Liv Morgan finally winning that brief period where it was just Rondo. It was it was mm-hmm. boring. There was no there yeah. was nothing going on. Liv Morgan was inject was the injecting into the veins the life back into SmackDown. That mm-hmm. sorry yeah. if that came across wrong. No, Liv Morgan has been the only reason I've been tuning in. To the women's division on smack and obviously yeah. damage control has been making some appearances that too mm-hmm. but they're not main staples on smackdown right. so, yeah it like, looks like raw is like just a teeny bit better so we have alexa bliss alexa bliss oscar bailey uh becky bianca candace carmilla dakota kai uh dana brooke uh dewdrop uh eo sky nikki ash uh rhea ripley tamina so it's just a little bit better um, but, but stronger, stronger yeah, people. Raw's so booking definitely. has been it, stronger people. There's actually like a main top talent. There's <laughs> like there's a there's like at least six to eight of them that are actually considered like top talent, and they mm-hmm. have multiple storylines going on. Whereas SmackDown, outside of in 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 ring wise, outside of Liv and Ronda, there's really nothing going on. I mean, Aliyah's mm-hmm. out injured. They've tried to push Raquel. There, I mean, they have our team now with Shotzi. I guess that's something, but honestly, there's been no drawing power outside of Liv and Ronda. Right, there just hasn't been. So, so uh, do you think the well here? And I mean, I always say this, and I, and, you know, I guess Nikki's not here to uh, to to state her claim, but we already know Nikki how Nikki feels about Charlotte. But <laughs> the fact that um, you know Charlotte is amazing, we can't take that away from her. But mm-hmm. if we're waiting for Charlotte to come back in order to inject something into a women's roster to create a storyline isn't that in itself a problem like shouldn't people be able to um at the end of the day charlotte takes a vacation or she's gonna do like a roman reigns type thing um here's nikki a roman reigns type thing shouldn't we shouldn't she be able to go and still have like good competition to come back to versus trying to inject back into it well the thing is they lost charlotte and they lost sasha and naomi which those that's also a combination of it too they lost three of their top girls right there besides like Mm ronda has been the only one that's really stuck around throughout all this time and if we're just counting top stars their problem is they haven't booked anybody who was reasonably even a real, real competition to ronda rousey in between that period where Liv wasn't there. So mm-hmm. it's the booking. It's not, I don't, I don't know if it's a problem. I feel like it is. It's a booking on, it shouldn't have to revolve around Charlotte. They should want to create new stars. And frankly, they haven't been able to push somebody to be believable outside of Liv Morgan to really mm-hmm. give Rhonda a run for her money. Whereas Charlotte has beaten Rhonda on multiple occasions now and so the problem is with the booking. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Everyone has their own opinion. Liv is definitely, yeah. Liv being champion doesn't make her a star. Yeah, she is popular, which is why I think she is what SmackDown needed at that time. But mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just me, maybe. What about the possible Ronda Shayna Baszler storyline? They haven't really done anything with it. I think they have that history there, but they haven't. I feel like they should have pulled the trigger on it. Like we saw it a little bit teased in the Royal Rumble where they were teaming up. Liv obviously mm-hmm. was feuding with Shayna and um, Ronda. I feel like they haven't really pulled the proper trigger on it. Shayna's had the one thing against Liv at Clash at the Castle, but then has like fallen to the wayside, it seems. Yeah, I, th- I think there's this interesting issue that is there, and and I think it's bigger than Charlotte, um, particularly on the SmackDown side. I think on the Raw side, they're actually building some things, mm-hmm. and it feels mm-hmm. like there are multiple reasons to tune into the women's division uh, on on Raw. SmackDown, I can't even say it feels NXT-ish, because even in NXT... Um, NXT has women that you want to tune in to yeah. see multiple multiple women that you want to see. I think what we have and and this is why to me Charlotte doesn't solve this because if Charlotte is as everybody says she is head and shoulders above the rest, then who on earth gets to dance with Charlotte that we want to see that we already don't I mean everybody you've named on the Smackdown roster, wouldn't really stand a chance in the ring with Charlotte. So Charlotte coming back, I don't think fixes that. I think there needs mm-hmm. to be a way to be able to build that women's roster so that when Charlotte comes back, 
there's actually interest for somebody to fight her because right now there isn't. So, um, I, yeah, I don't, that's why I don't know that Charlotte is the answer per se. And in terms of Rhonda, I mean, people know Rhonda, but they knew Rhonda before she came to WWE. I don't right. think that Rhonda's done anything in WWE to make her more notable. Um, right. she's just been Rhonda and, mm-hmm it doesn't really do anything for me personally, but I mean, I, I don't, I don't see, I mean, Rhonda's top tier because Rhonda came in as Rhonda Rousey. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I think this all gets very interesting and, and it's an interesting deep dive that needs to take place onto the SmackDown side of the WWE women's division. I think it's all super interesting right now. I'm shocked that they thank you, seemed, JD. <laughs> it seemed like they were gonna pull the trigger on Lacey Evans. I mean, they had her flip-flopping so many times, face heel, face mm-hmm. heel, but it seemed mm-hmm. like they had at least some investment in her, and then yeah. they just had her losing when it counts, when it matters the most. Like the granted, their ultimate scheme was to push Rhonda, but you don't necessarily need Lacey in the wings at the I can't believe I'm even saying this. Falling victim to Ron. I can't believe I'm even putting over Lacey Evans right now. <laughs> but if your agenda is was to push Lacey Evans, you don't need to do it at the expense of Ronda Rousey. You could have just excluded her from those contender right. matches. Had her run, like Gerard was saying, they could have had an outside feud without even involving a championship that I think that they could have maybe made compelling. Like Raquel... Like, Raquel and Lacey. I mean, that's not even no. the um what Nikki brought up, Shayna, like you know, Shayna beating Liv, that would have created a storyline that could have carried us um for a couple of months. Yeah. Um, so you know, that would have been something great. So I don't know, we'll see. I we'll see what I, happens. I don't know. It's just I mean, I hope that the once Charlotte does return. I, there's nobody even right now outside of like there's nobody exciting right now. I, I think that if they can build up Shayna, Charlotte and Shayna could create something really, really cool. Mm-hmm. But right now, Shayna's just kind of in the wayside and kind of an afterthought at this point when they had the chance to pull the trigger on her. But outside of Charlotte, and sorry, outside of Liv and Ronda, there's really like nothing of substance, <laughs> it seems, to be honest. I'll, I'll also say this, that I think this is perhaps the only side effect of the McMahon Triple H changeover that we just had not really, you know, been able, because it seems as though there weren't any plans, period. So it feels like to some degree, there were certain things Triple H was able to just change on the fly. And then other Mm -hmm. things he kind of like let it play its course. And I think now we might start to see what he could do with the women's division on SmackDown. Because it seemed like he had opportunity on Raw and he took it, you know, when he brought in uh, damage control. The question now is what can he get to do on the SmackDown side? Yeah, right. like Raw is so strong. Raw is so strong. Right which is why I was shocked that damage control didn't go to SmackDown where I felt mm-hmm. like they could have better aided a squandering division. But obviously Raw's, Raw's been great Candice LeRae I'm also I felt like she could have been one that could have helped mm-hmm. out Smackdown too as well mm-hmm. but I don't I don't know and like we said a, a majority a handful of the women are valets or managers there on Smackdown I don't know if Sonya's going back to NXT now she was on there too as well Aaliyah's injured so that's already mm-hmm. taken away like six women from actual in-ring competition yeah so I mean we'll see plus Charlotte and, and Sasha Charlotte, Sasha, Naomi aren't there. So that's nine. That's half of the listed women on the roster that aren't right. active, really, at least right now in SmackDown in-ring competition, yeah. so, which is yeah. insane. And I think um, Charlotte, too, probably needs to go in the box. <laughs> I, I, I feel like we. T- I didn't know. I feel like I it's for good reason. It's not for a, much, a, not for a bad know. reason, to be honest. It's not. Yeah. It's not. But, uh, I mean, yeah. Nikki says that she's coming back on uh, October twenty fourth. Which I hope. Is, which I hope you're right. That's possible. an early birthday present. To- Wait to raw. Girl, Raw. Okay, I love Charlotte, but SmackDown is is just dying. To be but honest, but here's the thing: there's nobody oh. on SmackDown we want to see against Charlotte. We want to see Bailey against live. Charlotte. Give me heel Charlotte against Liv Morgan. Yes. Charlotte. <laughs> I think Liv still. Uh, we've not solved the Liv problem. Okay. I know. And the Liv problem wasn't fixed before Rhonda. Shayna didn't fix it. So, I, you know, I, maybe Bray can fix that problem. 
I, I don't know. But, you know, right now, the only person uh, we want to see, on only people we want to see Charlotte fight are on Raw right now. Yeah. It, matter of fact, there's a, a handful. EO. Yeah. Give me EO and Charlotte. But the, oh. Here, but, here's a question. With the both rosters plus NXT, would it be better to essentially what it was? I don't know. I was on the Xbox show. It seems like two years ago. It also seems like 10 years ago. I don't know. Would it be possible to make the women's roster across brands where there is no SmackDown women's roster? There's no Raw. There's no NXT. It's all fluid, meaning that there's a, there's a tag team champion across brands for women because it just doesn't seem like they're really using, utilizing all the women. And if there's a crossover, there might provide more of a storyline. So there can be, and it's just for the women's division, meaning the men could do SmackDown, NXT, they stay where they are, but would would you want to see that versus seeing a floundering One and, uh, women's Smackdown? champ across it though? I mean- oh, Nikki agrees. Okay. Mm. I- I here here's where I'm I'm nervous about that. I think when you have champions on each brand, we create an opportunity for people to be built in each brand. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think what we have on SmackDown right now is tremendous opportunity, tremendous potential for something to grow. Um, you know, I, I I'm nervous because it's interesting. There's not another singles championship for a woman right now. Um, outside of the Raw and SmackDown championships. And so, and not counting NXT. So, yeah, unlike with the men where you have Roman Reigns as the overall champion, but then there's mm -hmm. also the U.S. title, the Intercontinental Championship. Why can't you have that for women? So you well, still have, the, you won't have one champion, but you would have. Well, in essence, that'd be the same amount of belts almost that we have now, except Right, but now the more. women are crossing over versus having them stay on one brand. Or you do what Mickey James tried to pitch and have an all women show, but they, you know, they didn't go for that. Well, that's, so, you know, that's not going to happen. Not, not, no. not in, not in our lifetime. Yeah. No. Um, there's going to come a day. No, no, no offense, uh, professor. There's going to come a day where, where it's literally like 90, 90 to, to one. And mm -hmm. there, there just has to be a woman show because there's not going to sure. be enough men. Why would I be offended by that? I'm not I'm offended saying, by that at I'm, all. I'm just saying it's going to come a point where, like, that's just just the the course of how things are are, are going right now. So yeah, it's be like I a, did a lot of beige women. <laughs> a lot of I'm beige women in the next all. fifty years. So, yeah. yeah, I've seen that uh, they were talking about a women's mid card title. I think. I think if they were to do what TK is suggesting, then yeah, like uh, introducing a mid-card title would be appropriate. Mm -hmm. um, but as of right now, I don't think if they're having the brand splits that a mid-card title would, yeah, would work. Mm -hmm. I don't know unless it's floating. Even though they've said that the tag titles are floating, I mean, there's really no. They're trying to build up Raquel and Shotzi, but like mm -hmm. outside of them, there's really no like tag teams that are like. Well, yeah. They well, need and legitimate was... tag teams. Yeah. So, you know, so I, I think Triple H needs to sit down some of the women and let them know, like, hey, um, your chances of becoming champion, um, as far as storyline, everything else is not going to happen here. However, the possibility of you being tag team champions, where you're legitimately a tag team for a few years, not just a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And now you build up a, a solid tag. There's not there's not enough women um, to create a tag team within the brands, but if you do it across. So now you have your tag team. Now you have a mid card. Now you have two champions across all three brands. Now we can actually put a lot of the women in play. Like say if we take a lot of the women SmackDown who are not valets and make them legitimate tag teams. Like you know, Shotzi Shotzi's great, Jeez. but. You know, the fact that you're throwing her in these tag teams, you throw Natalia in all these random tag teams, and you're like, this doesn't even make this doesn't even make sense. The Usos make sense. They're brothers, they've been together since in the womb. You know, New mm -hmm. Day makes sense, they have a story. So it's like mm -hmm. create a legitimate tag team, but also like tell some of these people that look, you're not gonna be LeBron. So you can either not be LeBron and mm -hmm. you know, sit at craft, just eat food, or you can actually play a role in this tag team and actually build that up. So I don't know. And I, it's I, I would just hope that as wrestling fans, we would be patient enough 
to allow that to play out because that's not going to just happen and get fixed in two weeks. That's right. going to take months for us to actually have a connection. I mean, look at look at the tag teams we love right now. It didn't just immediately click. You know, it took in some cases years. Took mm -hmm. the New Day years before we loved yeah. them the way we, the acclaimed years, the Usos years. So I think we just have to be prepared to be we have to be prepared, prepared to be committed. And the WWE has to be prepared to be committed that we're going to go six months to a year focused on this team right here and uh, right. and see what happens with it. We, we hope so, Gerard. Yeah, hopefully. Well, hopefully. We would have to. Um, yeah. what, what else do we have next? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were talking about Triple H earlier. Um, Soraya, formerly known as Paige, obviously has now signed with AEW, has reportedly been cleared for the ring, although Soraya or T Tony Khan, AEW hasn't officially confirmed that herself, but apparently... Allegedly, allegedly! Allegedly, allegedly, we don't know. She did allegedly actually, she said it herself on Talk is Jericho that she had some conversations with Triple H before officially signing with AEW in the span of time where her WWE contract wasn't renewed and before she signed with AEW. So she was saying that during um, the conversation with Chris Jericho, that Triple H did reach out to her. Um, because that he thought it was actually her decision to leave. But in fact, it was actually Vince McMahon and uh, Johnny Laurinaitis, Johnny Ace, who decided to not renew her contract. And she said that we got to talking, but then she started talking to AEW. She didn't really go into specifics about what that conversation with Triple H looked like, really. Um, but I guess they were just clearing the air, essentially, and to kind of clear the air because obviously it's under Triple H's rule now and all of that and Soraya obviously went on to about why who she was talking to she talked to Mark Henry Britt Baker Tony Khan before signing so she had multiple conversations with many people in AEW but also kind of not making amends but getting some closure I think with WWE and Triple H so there's that too <sighs> Gerard I don't know the last will and testament of Vince yeah. and Johnny Ace. Yeah. Get her out of here. Mm -mm -mm. Which is, uh, I mean, mm -mm 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 -mm. I feel I feel like there's so many articles um, that we could actually put her in the box to. Like, until yeah. she actually starts wrestling and or just does anything on AEW. Yeah. Um, because we, Outside we of making lumberjack matches? Yeah, because <laughs> we honestly don't know. So, um I mean, it made headlines. I saw at least six or seven separate articles based mm -hmm. off that interview. I so, wrote one today. Um, so, yeah. yeah, there there was a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I, we'll see because we yeah. said on plenty of times we've seen a lot of people come over there. They were huge WWE. Mm -hmm. And then you see them come over and it's the same thing that we were just talking about. Like I, I don't I don't know what it is. Is it that um <laughs> they can't like across the board, across promotions, they can't book for women? Or, you know, are they, I, I just don't understand how you're gonna get me in know. trouble, TK. Well, I'll I'll just say this. I I think oh well, no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. you're gonna go I was ahead. just gonna say I agree with her, I, but she's gonna I, get I in was, trouble. Go on. I I will say this. I think this is where there needs to be female representation in the creative room. Um, and, and this is why, because it's funny, we're talking on WWE side, like it'd be great if we had a mid-card championship. Well, meanwhile, in AEW, we have a mid-card championship where the mid-card champion is more popular than the world champion, and yet none of it still makes sense. I think the larger issue is the commitment to women's wrestling. Period. That's the issue that we have here. Um, and it seems to be across the board that there is not. And I, when I say across the board, I mean in the major companies right now, um, that there's not the kind of commitment that there was said to have been when we had the women's revolution and we had the evolution pay-per-view and uh, even the, the women's pay-per-view empowered in May, NWA. May Young. That was you know, the May Young classic, right? Like, so, so it, it, it almost makes me wonder how many of those things end up being like buzzwords and flavor of the moments where they take advantage of it while it's popular, but they're not committed 
to the long term uh, movement of these kinds of things. All because of it, it, Gerard. Well, All I mean, because that's the thing. It's it's like you can't. Okay, be careful, Gerard. Um, yeah, exactly. It, it, that's what I meant. One, but but it's it's one of those things, and I see corporations do this. You know, it's really popular when something is the buzzword. Right? right when black I mean, lives matter BLM. Yep. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. All over everybody had BLM 2020, and now back every right 2020 <laughs> everybody's everything. doing a campaign <laughs> to honor black lives. Well, 2022 the problems are the same, but it's just not as popular to do and I think that that's what's happening to women's wrestling. Um which is why with cheap plug women's wrestling talk is so important because you need outlets that are really devoted to the promotion and furthering. You need these kinds of things because it is spaces like this that keep the pressure on these larger organizations to say, hey, we really are interested in women's wrestling on a full-time basis. It shouldn't be where, wow, we have a women's main event this week. It should be a regular thing. Right. You know, when we Or hear- Ella putting her, her foot on... Tony Khan's neck during up. Right. Uh, I mean, like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's great when, when you have, when you had, have heads of companies saying, I'm sorry, we can't do a women's pay-per-view because there aren't enough independent women wrestlers. That's BS. That's you crazy. are triggering you just, me, Gerard. I'm sorry, but I'm just, I'm in a space <laughs> where we have to call yeah. a space. Paid. And it's, mm-hmm. we got to acknowledge that there just is not the kind of acknowledgement around and commitment to women's wrestling and there needs to be because it's not like these women aren't popular it's not like they can't draw and it's not like they can't wrestle but they have to be given opportunity and real estate to do so and so nikki's saying an interesting thing which i i agree but uh AEW, um their audience doesn't really support women's wrestling which may be the case and if it's if that's the case if they don't support the numbers then why even why even have that? Why even do an AEW dark? Like, why do just the me, little bit versus like? Let, let, let me counteract that. It? Let me counteract that and say this. So, there's one thing to talk about what the audience wants. Then there's a thing called programming. It's called television programming and radio programming for a reason because it is the job of the program manager to program to feed us an appetite, which then in turn gives us an appetite for what they're feeding us. So, Mm -hmm. and see, Nikki, that's why AEW continues to have problems. Because if you're going to only feed your demographic instead of being forward thinking, instead of saying, hey, here's something that I think is going to lead the future. Let's rock with that. If you keep saying, okay, the audience wants this this week, the audience wants this next, next, next week, they still can't break a million viewers. With all Mm -hmm. the things that they are allegedly doing to help the audience. So this is where you've got to figure out how do we program effectively. And so if AEW, which in that initial press conference in 2019 said, we're all about diversity. We're all about giving opportunity. Well, then diversity has to be diversity all across the board. It just can't be for one particular people group or just tag team wrestling or whatever. No, if we're going to be diverse, let's do it all. And, or if you're not, just don't say you're going to be diverse. (laughs) New Japan pro wrestling did not have women's wrestling for almost 50 years because they were like, this is where we're committed to. Right. And then they left that to stardom. And now they've gotten to a point where they can partner with stardom. And now they're creating their own women's championship. So I'm just saying, do what it is that you do and do it well, but don't commit to something that you're really not committed to. Yeah. Ella, <laughs> are you going to hold your tongue? <laughs> you know, after previous, I, I agree with everything Gerard is saying. I don't want to go down this 
this path again because it's gotten me in trouble online before because we're passionate about it here on women's wrestling talk and in general i mean gerard makes valid points um like if you're gonna say that you you care but then you're making excuse after excuse after excuse just don't do it in the first place don't Mm -hmm. fabricate or pretend that you care or one just do it for the buzz like gerard was saying it's just or, or like um like a, just don't do it as a token you know as, as a novelty act either like it's just so frustrating and trust me i've received the brunt of it from a couple of companies <laughs> um but you know it, it's just yeah if i want to say it i'm gonna say it yeah yeah no nikki i know i know <laughs> more power to you uh it's just oh everything gerard was saying i agree with i we would be here all day to be honest if it was up to me (laughs) yeah i mean at at the end of the day this is why this platform exists and actually ironically not uh, across the board on all of our platforms 85 to 90 percent of the people who watch are men so it's just kind of one of those things where and this is like youtube twitch Spotify, like any platform that you see women's wrestling talk, I see all the de- the, de- the breakdown of demographics. The majority of the people are men who watch who watch and listen to us. So it's just it's interesting when you say that you know there's you know not the demographic or all this other stuff. And there's always new women wrestlers that we're we're finding to interview. Like, so it's not like there's not enough. <laughs> I can give you a whole dang list. Yeah, that's the thing. But you know. <sighs> Some of them maybe just we'll don't put that in the box or pretend know. to care. Yeah, you know it's the it's the basis of our show though, so I don't think we can put it in a box. It's just it's a re it's, it's a real recurring <laughs> issue. Women's wrestling exactly. talk. We can't just be talk. Jeez, we, we, right? <laughs> you know what makes it different if it's just talk? You know, oh, I, I feel like it's just a, it's a recurrent and prevalent like just topic that i mean is the substance of women's wrestling talk and obviously there's the good and the bad it's it's the fight of getting to that equality like i wrote about in my article last year from power and pwi we're still fighting the girls are still fighting to get to that equality they've made some strides in certain certain companies have been better than others but in general Mm -hmm the the women still aren't getting the same amount of opportunities or taking it being taken as seriously for some reason whether that be via the the demographic excuse or like marketing or these promoters these millionaires just don't care frankly so it's a combination of things it is um and (laughs) um yeah i mean i I'm just thinking about this next story that we have. This oh. this one needs to go. This oh. man needs to go in the box. I don't. Oh yeah, that. but oh, I think he's. I think he's actually. This I leads know, us to our next segment. Heel of the day. Mm-hmm. Heel of the day. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that deserved to happen twice. It yeah. is. We haven't talked about this person very much on this show for a lot of reasons, but this piece of news we just could not. We just couldn't walk away. Gerard from couldn't. I could. Yeah, I couldn't because he because it was. It, we're gonna do a win lose a draw on 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 him too. So okay, okay, okay. So so Hulk we have Hogan. Nikki hanging. Okay. <laughs> so so Hulk Hogan uh, apparently has decided to make an interesting statement, and this is per Eric Bischoff on Eric Bischoff's podcast, where Hulk Hogan apparently had some words to say about his uh, 2005 match at SummerSlam against Shawn Michaels. If you remember that match, you remember Shawn Michaels just exaggerated everything possible uh, in this match against Hulk Hogan, which 2005 Shawn Michaels should have never lost to 2005 Hulk Hogan, but things are the way they are. So according to Eric Bischoff, (laughs) he says quote hulk hogan doesn't hold grudges hulk hogan uh you know is one of the most generous and one of the most forgiving people you'll ever meet he doesn't want to carry any negative baggage around especially when it's negative baggage that doesn't matter to anyone anymore so eric bischoff so, Hulk Hogan, are you saying now that, hmm, your apparent gaffe 
that was caught uh, on this tape um, really doesn't matter to people anymore? Or is it that you were so unforgiving that um, you didn't feel the need to apologize to your African-American fans, to fellow African-American wrestlers after the things that you said that were so egregious that most of the African-American community still isn't cool with you for, by the way. Um, so let's just be clear, Hulk Hogan, who doesn't hold grudges. Uh, yeah. Hold, hold on, hold on. We're, allegedly, we're, allegedly. We're, yeah. allegedly, 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 allegedly. His best friend, Eric Bischoff. Who says he's the most generous person he knows. Now, maybe, Eric, maybe you don't know many people. Um, <laughs> if Hogan is the most generous. Well, he was certain. Okay. Ella, you were going to say something before we crown him. No, I was just going to say it's the delivery of, of this um, news mm -hmm. for me. That's why we call him the professor. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I you, professor. I I'm just saying, like, it is it is incredible. And wait, wait, wait. Here's what's even funnier. <laughs> Eric Bischoff actually holds a grudge against Shawn Michaels and doesn't like Shawn Michaels because of the way Shawn Michaels behaved in that match. Now, I'm just saying. Again. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's what Eric Bischoff actually said. That's not allegedly. He might change his mind. I'm just saying. Just, he could know, change his mind. Just but try to cover his every, all the bases. His words, not mine, okay? So with all of that said, Hulk Hogan, man, you don't hold any grudges and you want the best for everybody except people that look like me because you still haven't apologized to us when even Mark Henry tried to give you a whole plan and you wouldn't acknowledge that, sir. Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania, your prayers and vitamins, red and yellow, black and white can all be deemed heel of the day. Heel of the day! With that, that being scary. said, I know, right? With that being said, um, before we put Hoko in, and thankfully we haven't had to talk to talk about him um, a lot. Before we put him in the box, that will lead us to this segment. Lose or draw? Um, you know, we have put Vince McMahon in the box, and I know Vince McMahon stuff is not as egregious as Hulk Hogan. However, um, you can't necessarily take away what he's done to get professional wrestling where it is. So with that being said, because he hasn't, like where he is right now, um, because he hasn't apologized, because he disappeared for a little bit and now he's kind of resurfaced in the news, do you think eventually in the next five, 10 years, he will get to the win standing or would it be a draw standing or will it always be a lose because he never acknowledged, he never acknowledged his um, transgressions? I think there's going to be people that are ignorant and will still accept him and or share the same values as him. So unfortunately, I think there's going to be a percentage of people that are still in favor of him as there still will be with Vince McMahon and all of that. So I think it's going to I think it's be mostly a loss. But unfortunately, I just know wrestling fans. And so I think in the minds of the whole wrestling landscape as a whole, not that I agree with this, is going to be more of a draw with his legacy, because I think some people are going to be too bullheaded to not, nah, I mean, whatever, this is just my opinion. There's going to be, it, I don't want to relate it to the, 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 um, the Benoit thing, but there are still people saying that he's the greatest mm -hmm. of all time and still saying positive things about him, despite what he did. And so for me, uh, Hogan's shitty history far overshadows his in-ring accomplishments when also he has his own dirty laundry like Gerard said Shawn Michaels should have gone over in that match and do we do we think that do we not think that Hulk Hogan had some pull in that match and some say there's definitely been situ I mean granted Shawn Michaels has probably had some situations where he's like I'm not putting this person over but there's been multiple scenarios and I feel like too many bad things for him to ever have like a win but I just know there's going to be some fans that are still going to be like, oh, he still contributed, you know, to the history of professional wrestling, blah, 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 blah. So for me, his legacy is going to be a draw, unfortunately. Professor? Well, here's what I know. <laughs> what, what, I, what I know is, you know, I was the kid who had the Hulk Hogan uh, workout set. 
And I was the kid that believed in saying my prayers and eating my vitamins. And uh, I was the I was a Hulkamaniac. I mean, no doubt. I sat in there uh, at WrestleMania 30 when Hulk Hogan walked out and then came Stone Cold and then came The Rock and literally lost my voice. It was an incredible. I, matter of fact, I had a Hulk Hogan shirt on WrestleMania weekend that weekend. Right. Like it was a thing. And then this happened. So to, to think that this man in his heart believes that I'm not qualified to date his daughter merely because of what I look like and then become aware of it and not feel the need to apologize. No, that'll throw. And here's the thing. It has gone on so long that mm -hmm. since the W. See, when WWE first said, nah, Hogan, that's too much. We're going to pull you out of the Hall of Fame and not mention you for three years. Then it was like, whoa. But then he slowly crept back. You know, we were talking about programming before. They were mm -hmm. like, y'all are going to love Hogan. So we're going to put Hogan on Crown Jewel. And we're going to put Hogan to host WrestleMania. Like, we're going to keep putting Hogan in your face until you forget about it. I'm sorry. But I'm a wrestling fan. But I look in the mirror and when people see me on the street, they don't see a wrestling fan. And so because of that and because Hogan will never look at me um, as somebody who is an equal human being and he's not willing to apologize. It'll for, for me, it'll always be a loss, but to, to Ella's point, there are wrestling fans that will sit up and say, well, we can separate the art from the artist. Uh, the problem for me is the only reason that that ever came out is because it was recorded while he didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. so it's a it's evidence of who he really is and so yeah i doesn't work for me it's a loss but i know wrestling fans there are, yeah. there are still some rest now there's a smattering of booze right now whenever hogan mm -hmm. shows up on tv but there's still folks who who cheer him down so so I'm do you apply separating the art from the artist across the board no matter who it is a la kanye a la michael jackson it's um, you know it's, so many other people it's 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 really a case by case unfortunately yeah. because it depends on what that art was and how close the art is to the artist you know so for instance bill cosby gave us the cosby show and a different world and in the cosby show and a different world i see this image of this family and success in college and things like that that doesn't mirror the things that he did you know what okay. I mean? As opposed to, you know, Hogan telling me to be a better human being. And then you turn around and say this about me. So I do think it's a case by case basis on that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I in my heart, it would be a loss. Um, however, I just think for the majority of people, um, it will be a draw just because, you know, time. People forget things, you know, people mm -hmm. forget certain things. I think it was maybe two or three weeks ago where um, I think I was referencing, was it not, it wasn't not, it was um, Penn State mm -hmm. where yeah. I thought it was just um, Paterno, but Paterno. I for totally forgot about Sindesky. So it's exactly. just kind of one of those things like how time just kind of reshapes because we all have our individual lives with everything else that's going. Um, however, uh, um, I think it was, oh gosh, I should have found that clip. Um, however, I agree with, I think it was JD saying that we can officially, as far as WWT is concerned, um, you know, not even put Hogan in the box. He's like in the, 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 the back corner where we, we will him. not discuss him. Yeah. We will not discuss him <laughs> anymore. Um, and I think this is our first time ever discussing him. So this will be it the is. first and last time. And you know, it is, it is what it is. So for that, it's uh we'll put a lose. For I Hogan will say Gerard's also... delivery on this though is a win. Oh yes, oh, well, I agree. But thank for Hogan, you. he is like, heel of the day. One more well time. Um, what other story do we have before we get <sighs> out of here? Can we, okay. <laughs> I don't want to end it on th that one person. Right. Can let's end it with Liv Morgan appearing on the upcoming episode 
of Chucky that will end it on a positive note. If my mm-hmm. if my app will load right now to the article anyway. <laughs> so Liv Morgan, I mean, Liv Morgan has caused has she's cosplayed as Chucky before. She's had many references to like Marvel and Chucky. And she I mean, she's starring in an upcoming movie as well. Um, So finally, they were teasing her as an upcoming guest. And so um, Liv Morgan recently explained it as she feels like she's turning into a horror buff she's been a fan of child's play franchise the entire life she's seen every movie in the season one of chucky so she says her fandom for chucky runs very very deep and she had like three chucky dolls growing up too as well um so she said she watched season one growing up and here's a trailer it's a dream i don't i don't want a starring role i don't want to lead i just want to be Brutally murdered by Chucky. <laughs> How about you join me on my show? But live, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Never seen an episode in my life. Don't know what he wow. looks like. <laughs> wow. So wow. that's Liv Morgan's Liv. next goal. She lost the SmackDown Women's Championship so she could be murdered by Chucky. That's the How about that? How about that? <laughs> Which means she's allegedly joining Bray very soon. If she loves horror, it -hmm. makes all kinds of sense that she would hang out with Bray Wyatt. That that 45 second video of Liv Morgan is like seeing the dark side, whatever, has over a million Mm -hmm. views already, which is crazy. Wow. Wow. Which could be the thing that really takes her to Mm -hmm. the, the next level. You know, I was talking about that the other day that it's not always championships that define success in terms of a mm-hmm. career and what mm-hmm. makes you a star. So I think this is a case where Liv, if she makes this turn and it's something that she really liked in terms of horror, this could be something massive for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all networking too. I saw her on the red mm-hmm. carpet somewhere. Yeah. Um, She's been in this, multiple red carpets yeah, over the last week. This yeah. week. So it's, you know, networking placement, um, it would do WWE good and Liv Morgan good, you know, just mm-hmm. crossover appeal. Um, uh, yeah, I did see that. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't touch that story. I think kind of Whoa. was look, look, look <laughs> in the box as well, just because. Yeah, and, and I met her. She's she's an amazing person. I just think uh, that she's polarizing. We won't, we won't, yeah, we won't, quite. We won't That's a good word. Mm-hmm. She is. Yeah. <sighs> So uh, with that being said, um, coming up at five o'clock, just a little FYI, La Rosa Negra is going to be on the show to kick off the end of Hispanic Heritage Month. So definitely check that out. That's happening today at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Um, You guys can figure out the other times. And then also, too, if you are a fan of WOW, we have Jesse Jones. Actually, I don't think I pulled up her graphic. Jesse Jones' uh, interview is going to be appearing on Monday. So definitely check that out. With that being said, we have made it to the end. We made Um, it. It's it's Friday. Uh, We can now watch SmackDown, et cetera. Um, Where can everybody find you and your 2011 jobs, Ella? You have 2012. Let's just make that clear. Then you always have one more than me. We're just just so you know. But you can follow me e- most easily on Twitter at it's Ella J. If you go to the link, I actually have some updating to do in my link tree. But if you go to the link tree in my bio, you can find most of my links to all my projects there. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, I saw I saw that. Um, I actually got invited to the red carpet, and I I have no no. Absolutely not. Absolutely. I have, I've no never Halloween watched a Halloween TK? movie. Oh, oh, so you missed it, Ella. Yeah, yeah, I don't do I don't do Halloween. I don't do scary movies. Uh I absolutely don't do yeah. Don't don't do any of that. I yeah. I have that's what I'm saying. I I, I know who Chucky is, know who mm-hmm. Jason is, but that's just because of commercials. But I have yeah. no idea what those movies look like. I feel like the Chucky, or was it the ends? Halloween ends? Is it really going to end? I feel like that movie. There's been a movie coming out every year. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I don't dabble in in such. Yeah, <laughs> Nikki. Yeah, that's, that's funny. No thanks. That's uh, funny. <laughs> yeah, not not me. You, you guys can all keep that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you were here, Nikki, I would just giving you the passes for the red carpet. I, mm-hmm. I said absolutely not. I'm, I'm not doing that. They're like, you don't even want to do the red carpet. It's like, I have nothing to say. I don't even know what to tell you. Like, I don't besides, even know. I don't, besides, I don't even want to be here. 
Right. Yeah. I don't like, I can't <laughs> reference any movie. Like, I can't mm-hmm. say, are, is, is, is he going to die again? That's the only thing I could really say in the interview. So I would be yeah. absolutely useful, useless for that interview. So I just like pick somebody else because I, I will not do you justice and I cannot, you know, wholeheartedly collect a check for that. Um, yeah. You know, I have no, no business. Anywho, Professor. <laughs> <laughs> you could reach me at Bonnerfide everywhere. Of course, uh, all things Southern Honor, doing commentary there on IWTV. Uh, I've got a new show coming this Sunday for Championship District Wrestling. That should be fun. And then we're gearing up for uh, Battle Slam Thriller on October the 30th, which should be crazy. Two of our competitors ended up on TMZ this week, which is quite interesting. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exciting things happening in all of those spaces. So again, check it out at Bonnerfied. Definitely, definitely. And like I said, uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. So definitely check out our website, www.talkpod.com. We have articles that dropped every single day of the month or of the four weeks. So definitely check that out. Uh, tonight we have our SmackDown AEW uh, after show. So check that out as well. And I believe we have Turnbuckle Glam coming up on Sunday. Um, so all of that. Um, I should actually download. I did make a trailer for all the for all the shows, so I should have downloaded yeah, it. I'll have it on Monday. Anywho, uh, <laughs> make sure you follow us on all our social media platforms. WW Talk Pod. You can follow me on everything at uh, TK Trinidad. But other than that, thank you guys so much for rocking with us. We had Nikki in the chat. We had JD in the chat. Casey. Um, Odd Child One, who came in on our Hulk Hogan uh, conversation. So thank you guys so much for uh, checking in with us. It really, really appreciates it. We love having conversations with you guys. We are here Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific time. Other than that, thank you guys so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao, y'all. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.